we are developing students for the industry, career technical education, so that they become our replacements. These young people have chosen this opportunity to get a jump start on their career. They'll have a better idea uh, about what they want to do and what they're good at by the time they leave high school. There's some great opportunities for these students that are coming out of the career and technical programs from Henrico County. Hello, hello, and welcome to another edition of Henrico CTE Now. I am Rashawn Garnett, and with me I have... Mike Roberts. Uh, Mike Roberts here with me, as always. And today we are at, I guess, was the Virginia... Asphalt Association offense office is correct me if I'm wrong here, You're Carter. Correct. That is correct, and I am talking to some very, very important people in the asphalt uh, industry. Can you guys take some time out to introduce yourselves? Wait, wait, wait! I'm forgetting one thing. Before we introduce people, I want you guys to remember to check us out on social media, right? So, um, Instagram, Facebook, um, Twitter, uh, YouTube. I think I covered everything. Mike, was that yep. every, everything yep. we're on? All at Henrico CTE. Yep. Yeah, okay. website. Don't forget that. <laughs> yep. And you've also got, uh, you know, if you want to listen to us, you go to Anchor, which uh, or Spotify. Yes. Uh, iTunes, Google, all that good stuff. Yeah, all the all the major all the major podcast um, areas. Yeah, places that you can go and listen to your favorite podcasts. Let's get down to business. I was a little bit rushed early on. <laughs> you know, try to jump into the pool. You know what I mean? Now we're going to kind of dip our toe in here. And um, so start with introducing yourself, guys. I got a uh, star studded cast of folks again here from the asphalt industry and starting with Miss Carter over here. OK, I am Carter Eisman and I am the director of training and work- workforce development at Virginia Asphalt Association, which you'll also probably hear known as uh, VAA. Uh, good morning. My name is Dave Helmick. I'm executive vice president of Superior Paving. And I'm Sonny Burton. I'm a QA technician for Superior Paving and also the admin for the certification program at our company. All right. Uh, Thank you guys again for joining us here on Henrico CTE now. And uh, I want you guys to start with um, anybody again can answer this question um, if you know the answer. Um, What is Virginia Asphalt Association? Okay, you know, just a brief description. Say I'm walking down the street and, um, you know, I'm like, you know, I might see a sign or something in reference to this place. What is Virginia Asphalt Association for someone who is not familiar with it? Uh, the Virginia Asphalt Association is a non-political association that works in conjunction with VDOT municipalities to set goals, set specs uh, that the industry does. So we kind of work together uh, to promote asphalt in the Commonwealth of Virginia. Okay, so it's, it's like a variety, it's like a group of different businesses that kind of come together? Yeah, it's a, it, it's a group. Um, all the members have some kind of uh, involvement in the paving industry, whether it's in preventive maintenance, surface treatment, slurry seal, uh, milling, uh, paving, yeah, just anything to do with road construction. Does it run the gambit between highway construction all the way to paving somebody's driveway? Yeah, uh, our associate members, we do have uh, associate members that do that type of work as far as driveways and whatnot, uh, but strictly, you know, asphalt in the road construction business. And I might add to that that we do a lot of work with uh, VDOT, Virginia Department of Transportation. Um, We are kind of a liaison with them. Um, They come to us with with asphalt-related questions. Um, We work very closely in the mixes that go down on the roads. There's a lot of science behind asphalt, more than the average person even realizes. So we do um, a lot of work with them. 
So you go to them when technology changes and there's new improved materials. You go to them and say, this is what is being recommended as the new specification type of thing. Yeah, we work in conjunction with the uh, Virginia Research Council at uh, UVA. And, uh, you know, they do the testing behind it. We come up with a lot of the ideas, having placed it out on the road and seen, you know, what different things work, what don't, what doesn't work. And uh, our recommendations they take and we kind of work together to to get uh, specs changed to obviously enhance the paving uh, in Virginia. Awesome. So it sounds like you guys kind of came together and it allows for a wealth of knowledge and and a lot of different perspectives on, you know, what's best and what is the best course of action to take uh, when doing things in the industry and getting jobs done. And this is the cool thing. This is uh, what Sunny does. She's one of the ones for her uh, organization that tests these mixes to to see that they are within VDOT specification. All right. Awesome. So on the topic of that. What is it that you guys do? Like, you know what I mean? So let's just go down the list. Anybody can start. You know, what do you do on a day-to-day basis? And maybe, you know, say your title again. Well, I'm a quality assurance technician, and I design and test asphalt based on VDOT specifications and our company standards. So uh, when they're actually paving the road, I would pull samples off of the material going out to the road to be placed and then test that, make any adjustments to the plant if it needs to be made, and um, then turn those test results into VDOT electronically. What's an example of a test that right. you would do? I was just about to ask that. So I literally go up on a sample rack beside a dump truck and pull shovels full of asphalt off, and I bring it in, and you use an ignition oven and burn off the asphalt that tells you what the percent asphalt is. We okay. do compaction testing where we use a gyratory compactor, and that tells us basically you know, emulates what it may do out on the road. Mm-hmm. And then um, we do uh, um, gravities. So all of those tests together give us the information that we need to determine whether what we're actually shipping out is what we designed it to do. Because in the lab, when we design it, it's in a perfect world. And then when it actually runs through the plant, we need to make sure as a QA technician that that uh, material is going through the plant and coming out the way that it's supposed to. And as the person not having come from the asphalt industry, I want to dumb down what she said a little bit to say that first of all the specifications that come from VDOT are like rules and regulations um, for what these mixes need to end up Um, then you can liken that to basically um, baking a cake I mean there's a set of ingredients and there is an order for which these ingredients get put together and then um, in the end you've got this this final product and then she's testing it to make sure that's come out exactly um, so the mixes that they're putting together are, you, you really can liken it to cooking. I mean, you're in a lab, which is could be a kitchen environment, and you're putting together all these materials, all these aggregates, um, all these additives, mixes, whatever. You're putting this stuff together. Um, Just like a recipe. Right, like in a recipe that kind of VDOT has endorsed, but that VAA um, and the industry has worked with them to kind of set. So it, it's kind of a cool process um, if you don't understand, you know, if you're new to it. You just think of it as putting a, a recipe together. Wow. I mean, who knew all this went into that, right? I, just, I, just want, I did it I when I started to, here. Not me. I just want it to work. <laughs> right. As long as it's working. I want to be able to drive down the road. And, but that is a cool and different There's perspective. There's a lot of science. Yeah. A lot of science behind it. It's, it's fascinating. Math. Yeah. All right. So, uh, David, you want to go next and tell them what, what, you know, going to depth, what your day-to-day looks like and what you do? Uh, yeah. I'm uh, executive vice president, and I kind of oversee the 
the whole operation um, on a daily basis. Uh, started out uh, in 1984, right out of high school, and now 35 years later, here I am, kind of to speak to the the growth opportunities and and uh, you know the things you can do if you if you put in some hard work and some dedication. Uh, the asphalt industry is definitely uh, definitely a good option. So you said for a good career. Excuse me, I'm sorry, man, but yeah. you said you uh, started in 1984. So did right. you come? You, you came straight out of high school and did it, or like what was kind of like the education that you had to do? What kind of path did you have to take to get where you are now? Yeah, I graduated in June of uh, 1984 and went to work for an asphalt company in July of '84. You drove that horse and buggy right on in I mean, there. really? <laughs> hey, wait a minute. I graduated in 84. <laughs> drove that horse right on in for his first day. Yeah. So, uh, like, like, again, like on, on the path, did you work in the industry and kind of like, you know, work your way up? Or how, how did that work for you? Yeah, when I first started, it was a part-time position as a billing clerk. And uh, talked, uh, talked my boss into making it a full-time spot with me working out on a paving cruise working at the manufacturing plants, working in the shop, and then just, just kind of getting involved and in, in learning all the phases of that. And it just kind of one thing led to another. And, Ooh, and you uh, are. Yeah, yeah, great, <laughs> great, love it. Hashtag winning, that's what we would yeah. say. Oh, yeah. <laughs> all right, Carter, your turn. Okay, so I am the um, Director of Training and Workforce Development. I work here in the VA office, and I was hired basically to help run the MCS certification program, which is um, VDOT current, or formerly ran the program. It's all the certifications that they require for a worker to work on a VDOT project. So we run um, asphalt training, uh, we run field level one and two, plant level one and two, uh, slurry surfacing, mixed design, surface treatment. Um, we're working on adding additional classes as well, but my role really is to oversee the training that the industry needs or that we need um, as far as certifications that VDOT requires. Awesome. It's fun. <laughs> it sounds like fun. And I understand you guys have a uh, program here, or it's called the VCAT program. Yep. Is that how? So talk a little, about, a little bit about that. What is, so what is that program? VCAT is the Virginia Education Center for Asphalt Technology. It was started as a pilot program in 2015. It, it is a um, joint um, relationship between VAA, VDOT, and Germana Community College. Um, so VAA, kind of, we're the subject matter experts. VDOT, um, they are, it's their certifications. And then Germana helps us from the educational standpoint with, um, you know, we use their facilities, we use their student tracking systems. Um, you know, they bring a lot to the table from the educational side of things. And um, so it, we went live with it in 2016 and ever since it's just been growing um it's a tremendous amount of of work um but has been a huge benefit to the students um we offer classroom classes we also offer online classes um we have all of our videos on youtube um just a lot of different things that we've put into place to make training and education easy and accessible to students uh, so that they can prepare as they're, you know, getting their certifications for the first time or recertifying. Um, so there's, you know, 
lots of pieces and parts I can go into, but that's <laughs> right. the gist of it. Right, right. And uh, you know, that's amazing, man. Kids these days, man, have so many opportunities. Listen to me I sounding know. like I'm like old kids I these know. days. You know, <laughs> even if it's not something that you picked up in high school because, you know, maybe one of the tech programs, you know, offered something, but you got all this these training opportunities I didn't even know existed mm-hmm. right after high school. Well, and I will say that as part of our program, we do have an apprenticeship opportunity. So um, anyone that wants to come out of a high school program, like your CTE program, right. and can sign on with a company, and we help um, – we help that process to happen, but basically they sign on and they are trained. Um, they're given benefits. They're given, you know, insurance. Um, they have so many opportunities that a lot of kids who are coming right out of high school don't have. Um, we actually have three students that we pulled from um, Hermitage and Highland Springs that are working with a local company here in Richmond. And I mean, these guys are full-time employees and making you know quite a bit of, of money and you know learning a trade so that they basically will have a career for life if they you know if they are successful and choose to stay in this industry. Um, they're way ahead of the, of the uh, game and uh, their friends in terms of where they are in their careers, you know, budding careers. but um, So we do also have that apprenticeship program um, where we can bring them in, place them with a company, and you know, then it's up to them. It's kind of like Dave's situation. It's up to them if you know what they want to make of it, they can end up um, coming out on the top if, if they put the time and effort into it. What do you, what do you think is going to, it's going to take, and I, I ask a lot of companies in the trades, what do you think it's going to take to kind of turn the trend around to convince students and even their parents um, that this is something that is a viable option for them when it comes to moving out from high school and going into the workplace, that this is something that they want to do? Because, I mean, everybody's for decades, we have been dealing with the and not that there's anything wrong with it, but the college, college, college just beating everybody over with. You know, this is your only option. When you've got opportunities to come straight out of high school with these benefits, what is it that you think is going to take to to turn that that you know ship around, where people are going to start looking at the trades as viable careers like it used to be when my father was you know it, coming out of high school? Well, I think I think we need to you know there's a stigma attached to trade jobs you know but when i came out of high school and went directly to work it wasn't as much then it's a lot more now but even then it was you know david wasn't smart enough to get into college so that's why he's going to trade school well that was not the case that it was something i wanted to do so hey, you look pretty smart now yeah, so. yeah exactly <laughs> <to> say that. <laughs> but but that's the thing I, th- I think there's a kind of a stigma attached to the trade schools and that you know they're just the the people that can't do the college thing or or for me it was more of an economical thing uh than anything that kind is, of, is there anything that you think that could is would be helpful that would start turning the trend away from what it is now well uh, you know obviously these podcasts and them seeing some successful people that mm-hmm. that have done it i mean just you know being out there in this industry i mean we I mean, we did a job fair the other day. We're looking for 40-some positions, and we were able to fill 10. Mm-hmm. I mean, the jobs are there. The positions are there. That Whether it's a bricklayer, a mason, a, a electrician, a carpenter, I mean, all these jobs. I mean, people are begging. Oh, I know. Um, and, 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 and they're good-paying jobs, and they're good jobs. And, uh, and they're, you're talking about, from what we've seen from statistics-wise, you know, 
um, a kid can come out of trade school and go straight into work, and his salary can be on par with, with someone who just coming spent out of four all years. that money for four yep. years of college and not have the debt. Yeah, and, without and the, debt. the yeah. debt, exactly. Yeah. They're, and they're they're already putting money towards their first house and their nice, you know, their car and having money for their family if, when they start into that. I mean, yeah, I'm getting ready to put a third son through college, so yeah. I mean, the job's been good to me, and and uh, y- you're right. You know, after that. You know, I kind of looked at that myself after the fourth year. I looked at some of my friends to see where we were at. And I thought, you know, I was kind of well beyond where they came out. And, uh, you know, kind of stayed there, really. And I would say, too, you know, while college is a wonderful opportunity, one of the things that you have to consider is just because you go to college and get that degree does not guarantee that you're going to have a job. And what's happening now is these students are spending four years in college and they're coming out and they're getting in line with people who have been in potentially an industry or career for many, many years and have lost their jobs. So they're competing with these uh, people who have more experience for the same jobs. And, you know, with that, they still have the debt. Um, they've lost all that time um, that they were in college. So, it, you know, it, I'm not just saying that college isn't right for, you know, it, it, it could be the perfect option for a lot of people. But, you know, you do have that, uh, the amount of money that you spend to go and the amount of time you spend, it, there are no guarantees, um, you know. Uh, can I tell my story that I told you guys earlier about my friend? Oh, yeah, yeah go yeah, ahead. Absolutely. Please do. Please, great do. Story. Please share. So, um, Anecdotal I went, evidence. I went to uh, high school here in Richmond, and um, there was a, a guy in my class who went to one year of college and didn't make it. I'm not sure the reasons behind that, but for whatever reason, didn't make it. So he went into an industry job, and I won't say which one, but he went into an industry, and... I remember thinking, oh my gosh, you know, he's not in college and he's doing, and, and you know, you kind of sort of scratched your forehead a little bit. And um, so carry on to, to now, 30, 40 years later, and uh, guess who has a house at the beach and who spends <laughs> quite a bit of time, you know, at home with his kids and at his beach house all summer. And guess who's sitting behind her desk uh, five days a week and slugging it through and, you know. (laughs) So, you know, I guess the joke's on all of us. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Talking to to guys like us. Yeah. (laughs) So, So, I mean, I think that's real, to me, that's so telling that, you know, we're all successful but he it was what i would consider more successful because he's got this life that he's been able to carve out you know, he got his he started his own business now he doesn't have to work he mm-hmm. has people doing it for him so i think that's very telling that you know it can be a very lucrative um, journey um, again it's not something that you step into and you you ride the elevator right to the top you still have to put the work in right. oh and, absolutely um, absolutely you know right. You, you need to to have some you need to do your time right none of the, none of this is given to you yeah you got to work for all of it and on the topic of getting folks interested it's also women in constructions week and i, I think i wanted to mention mention that um and we have two women who are actually uh, in the field actually sitting right in front of us mike so i kind of want to ask right what made you guys want to get into the field and how can we get more women to be involved in this wonderful field you know, of skills, trades, and other things. Well, for me, it's actually a second career. 
And I was very motivated because my job went away after 17 years. So I wasn't willing to drive to D.C. or down to Richmond from where I live to work. So I looked locally. And somebody I knew worked for this company and suggested that I apply for the job. I knew nothing about asphalt. If it's black and you drive on it. <laughs> That's all I knew. It's kind of me coming so, into this, this interview right, right now. <laughs> so, um, but I had a, a wonderful um, manager that w- took the time to work with me and train me and connect me with people that trained me all through the whole process. And then, of course, you know, then you have to do the schoolwork. You have to pass and get your certifications, which I just last year was recertified for the second time in um, plant one, plant two, and mixed Came design. Came through the VCAT class. I did, absolutely, uh-huh. the third time I did. And um, and now I'm actually working with Germana and teaching um, asphalt plant in-house to our own employees. And um, so I think that, like, like they were saying before, you have an opportunity, you just have to see what the opportunity is and seize the moment. I don't think really that it's so much whether you're a female mm-hmm. or whether you're a male. Right. I think it's more about the drive that you have and what motivates you. And, you know, I came from an HR background, which has nothing to do with construction. <laughs> so, so, but what I found is I was able to take my experiences from my previous career and apply it here. And it, it just works. It absolutely works. I think more success stories and more communication is what will help change the culture. So, um, I mean, my son went to trade school, bought his first home before he was 21 years old. So I I really just think it's the drive and the opportunity and seizing that opportunity. All right. That's a really, really good answer right there. (laughs) Awesome. Awesome. Carl, did you have anything you wanted to say about it? Like, you know. So I came from the agriculture industry. Um, I've been in training development my whole career, really. And, um, you know, this is a job where I can pretty much go to any industry. Um, you know, you have the learning curve, but you can jump from industry to industry. Um, this job provided itself when I was looking, and so I was lucky enough to get it. Um, what I did learn in the process of preparing for my interview is that there is so much behind asphalt. I mean, you, it blew my mind. I've been here for, what, three years or so? It blew my mind the first year, year and a half. I mean, it's there's so much to it. There's a lot of science. There's a lot of math. There's just a complexity that you would never even imagine, but it's fascinating. I mean, it's not just asphalt is black and hot and sticky and dirty. There is so much behind it. Um, I guess the point I'd like to make is that since I've been in the position I'm in, what I've been able to see is the opportunity for women in this industry. Um, when you think asphalt, you you think because it's what you see, uh, road crews. You know the people that are out working in the on the roads, and and that's kind of what people think of when they think of asphalt in this industry. But there is so much more behind the scenes. Uh, what people may or may not know is you've got you've got the field side of the industry, but you've got the plant side of the industry. So that's actually the plants that that make the asphalt and store it and you guys can talk more about what goes on behind that but then you've also got the whole lab section which is the cooking part of it and um you know not to label women as the cooking the cooks but there are so many opportunities beyond that you've got you know the the corporate offices where you can be an accountant you can be an hr you can be um an office manager you can be a receptionist there are there are so many jobs in this industry that you just 
wouldn't know until you get into it and start doing a little bit of research. And Absolutely. we also have um, female road technicians mm-hmm. that are out in the field and actually testing it on the roads. So they're able to handle their gauges and everything else that they do right along with the men. That's good. That's good yeah. to know. Because, you know, I don't want, you know, I, I feel like, you know, that there's just like this imaginary stigma that, you know, skilled trades or these skilled trades jobs are, you know, just a men's sport where that's not the case. Where right. We have multiple women, actually, in our different class. We had, I think, one in electricity. Remember Izzy? Yeah. Izzy <laughs> coming from electricity and one in masonry over we the had, summer. When Izzy was in the program, we had we had three. Three of them? Three young okay. ladies in, in the electricity class. Okay. Um, and then we've had... Um, in the masonry class, lots of different girls. It ca- carpentry, it's been running the gambit. Especially- and I've heard from a lot of the um, the company owners, they actually prefer to hire female truck drivers because they say they take better care of their trucks. <laughs> and they do. They absolutely do. They're cleaner. And uh, so anyway, so yeah. there's a plug for, uh, for that. female <laughs> truck drivers, right? So funny. Yeah. All right. So, um, that's a trend that's been going for a while. I've yeah. seen a, a, women broke into the driving part. Uh, you know, much earlier than a lot of people probably think. They're everywhere. Yeah. I mean, they are everywhere. Mm-hmm. And this industry offers so many opportunities. And last thing I'll say about this is from the ground up, you can start as, as just a whatever you start as, you know, uh, and, and go all the way up like Dave has done. Um, there are so many opportunities. And then beyond that, um, you know, if you chose to make a move for whatever reason from one company to another, you've got the industry to support you. Whereas, like, if I were to go look for a job, I'd be dumped into a black hole right. and would just be spinning in a circle. You know, at least here, you know what what companies are available, what industry, you know, supporters are available. So you've kind of made yourself a nice little cushion of um, a safety net for career. So and it absolutely is a career. It's not just another job. That's oh. what drew me here because right. leaving a career of 17 years, I didn't want it just a job. I wanted a career. Right. Right. And then um, what, I, I want to say this on the topic of, you know, uh, exposing kids and, you know, getting the word out. Um, you know, we just recently had CTE signing day mm-hmm. and uh, I don't know if you guys another one's coming heard up. about that. Another oh, one yeah. is coming up. So how do you think events like, you know, our signing day, really help the kids you know you know see that there is a reward at the end of the tunnel for you know um, taking these classes or getting involved in these fields so we were involved with um the vaa was involved in that we got one of our association members branscombe um, located here in richmond we were able to get three students in with them so we were participating on kind of the outside of that um and i think it's really from what I know from Mac, um, that once uh, once other companies saw this going on, they wanted to participate because it's exciting for the kids. It makes a big deal of, of their accomplishment. Um, it, you know, it, it sheds light on the program, which you guys are doing, which is amazing. Um, but I think it just makes it a big deal. And it should be a big deal. This is right. their first job out of high school. So um, I think the signing days are it's a great way to introduce, you know, and to transition um, a high school kid into whatever their career is. But, you know, we definitely are going to be participating again this year. We're about to come in um, in the couple of weeks. We're bringing those kids back to their high schools awesome. uh, so they can talk to their friends. But this time they got a paycheck. Pockets a little bit heavier. And, you know? and they're not living with mom and dad. You right. know? So um, so it's going to be really fun to see how they interact with their their you know past fellow students. 
and uh, can talk a little bit about that. And so. I think that communication is key. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. Success is coming from the ones that, you know, came up through the system like that. Yeah, when, when it comes to talking to you know, the students, if they're hearing it from a, somebody who was just right. a student a year before, that makes a, mu- a much larger impact than Absolutely. sitting there, me trying to tell them when we're doing our recruiting that this is something they should be doing. Right. And guys, uh, we, we're running a little long here, <laughs> but it's okay because I think it's a really, really good conversation. <laughs> yeah. I got one more question um, that I really want to ask you guys. And it's, um, you know, all three of you guys, I would like it if you all three answered it. What advice would you give, you know, someone looking to get into, you know, the asphalt field or just, you know, the skilled trades field in general? Say, like, I'm a high school kid right now, maybe a sophomore, because sophomore year is when you decide whether you want to sign up to take an A-Center course. What advice would you guys give that maybe you would have gave yourselves? When you were younger, as far as getting into this, that's field. a good way to put it. What would you tell yourself? <laughs> what would you tell yourself? Yes, you know, you could do it again. If you could do it all over again, what would, what would you say to younger? Younger, well, you already you? told yourself. <laughs> you started right out of well, high yeah, school, Dave. David excluded because David is kind of like the ideal success story. Yes, <laughs> I would say just show interest. You know, I mean, if it's something that you think you want to do, then just go show interest. I know if someone came up into my lab and they were of, you know, looking for a position, that we would definitely take them in. That just like they took me in. Right. They they would we would take them in. We would show them. We would help them work through the process. And I just think that you know, as long as they show interest, that's the main thing. You can show interest. You can show up on time. You know, and you can be dedicated. And really, I mean, you can have a career for as long as you want to in this industry all right carter um i guess having have you know having a college background i would say that you know research all angles all opportunities um you may think that you're on the college path but you might find in doing some research asking some questions maybe doing some um some ride-alongs that there might be something else out there that works as well and i think that um there are so many good opportunities in all the trade industries and, and that's sort of becoming a really hot path. Um, beyond that, you know, if you have questions about our industry, contact VAA. Um, you know, the VCAT office is here in, in the building and we can answer questions. We can, you know, help guide the students in a direction that might help them get started. Um, we can place them out for, you know, maybe a day on, in the field. Um, but, you know, ask the questions and, and do the research, um, you know. I know I'll just we have one one of the kids that that we brought into Branscombe he was on a masonry path because it's what his uncle did and we went in and had kind of a a conversation with the kids uh, in one session and by the end of that he's like this is what I want to do you've changed my life and he's got a full-time job now and and is just rocking so um, you know just be open and ask the questions. See, stories like that make everything worthwhile, right, Mike? I mean, right, really. right. That, that's, that's the thing. You know, that's what we've got to overcome is that, you know, you think you're going to go to college, but you don't even bother to explore any other options. Yeah. You know, and who's going to bring them that message? Right. You know, right. it's it's got to be the parents. It's got to be, hopefully, you know, a CTE recruiter, or if they come out and talk to one of y'all and, and, and like you said, do a ride along and experience it for mm-hmm. the day. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. So, David, did you want to say anything or about, you know, some advice you might give someone on becoming, you know, basically the man? <laughs> Look at all the jewels he's wearing. Did you see the car he drove in? <laughs> yeah, again, uh, you know, going back to what Sonny says, just just come willing to work with a good open mind and and some honesty and integrity, and uh, we'll kind of take you from there. The the opportunities are endless. Uh, you know, we have manufacturing plants, we have QAQC technicians, we 
we have a full-scale shop we have uh, paving foremans uh, operations managers we have uh, estimators marketing reps i mean there's just endless array of positions and you know once you get in there it, it's tough to leave it's almost like you get it in your blood and, and it's family because uh, we we really do i mean we have father and sons that work for us we have guys i mean i'm 35 years and i got guys that have been there longer than me that are approaching 40 years so there's something good about it it's a good honest living that you could be proud of and uh I, I would I would recommend it for anybody. All right, That's awesome. awesome. All right, got to close it out now, guys. Unfortunately, we really could talk about this all day. And I know oh, I said that every on. single you, episode. You're always closing it down when it's starting to get good. <laughs> I think it's been good this whole time, right? You know what I mean? <laughs> but no, like you know, seriously, we really could talk about this all day. I said that every single podcast episode, but I it's literally thing, every single one too. We yeah, shut it down. <laughs> yeah, we literally could, but um, yeah. So bringing it to a close now, guys. Be sure to again follow us on social media: the Facebook, Twitter. Instagram, YouTube channel, all at Henrico CTE. Mike, tell them where they can get the podcast. Uh, you can go to our host, which is Anchor um, or Spotify, iTunes, Google, um, any of the major uh, podcast re- uh, resources out there. We are listed with them. All right. Sounds and good. Can I add that uh, yes, Virginia sure. Asphalt Association is on the web as well. Um, and then on that page, there is a VCAT, a whole section on the VCAT program. Good. And uh, oh, frequently great. asked questions and, you know, so they can get some information there. And that will lead them to me as far as if they have questions and stuff. I'll make sure I put, put a link. Yeah, put a link there. On the yeah, podcast. We'll yeah, make sure you do that. Great. Okay. And, um, Thank you guys so much for coming out with us. For uh, thank you guys for listening. However, you're listening uh, we to to. Uh, oh, yeah, you drove here. <laughs> did we go here? You drove yeah. here. Every time we do this, this is my office. We've only done Not one in house. All the rest of them have been out, and every one you say the same thing. <laughs> do I Thanks really for coming out, guys? Yeah. Well, well, I mean. <laughs> Well, thanks. Thanks for having us. I guess. <laughs> All right, guys. So, thanks for having us, guys. Um, as I've been corrected here. Thanks, Mike, for for looking out. All right. Thanks for guys for coming out for us for uh, Sonny, for David, and for Carter, uh, and for Mike. I almost forgot about Mike. How could I ever forget about Mike? Well, he's still here <laughs> because I just added him. <laughs> so long, everyone, and thank you once again for listening to Henrico CTE. Now, see ya.